Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barty Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time for The Bigger Picture. Mm, and uh, several headlines, I think, will shape The Bigger Picture. First of all, of course, it was a great mm. day on Wall Street, but people are still pretty cautious and how it will affect the region remains a question mark as well. So, Ryan, uh, what should we be looking out for? How to make those sound decisions at a time like this? Yeah, pretty much on the table, we've got the concerns around Omicron and a certain outlook in the year ahead and to add another fresh wave of jitters you've got the Chinese property market back in the news again and this around reports how you've got China Evergrande Group being ordered to tear down over 30 apartment blocks in a development in Hainan province and we've got Evergrande shares uh, currently trading is halted in its shares. To get a bigger picture, I've got Vicky Chu. She is the Portfolio Manager for Asia-Pacific Equities and Sustainable Asian Stars at Robico. Morning, Vicky. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing great as well, Vicky. Now, great to have you on, Vicky. So let's dive into what we are seeing in the Asian markets these days and uh, maybe take a step back looking at 2021. How did that fare for you? What worked well and what will you be adjusting in terms of strategy in 2022? Right. I think from where I'm standing now, really excited for the markets in 2022. We're still holding a pretty optimistic outlook for Asian markets as a whole. Uh, 2021 has been, well, let's say a roller coaster year for us <laughs> uh, with many of, of these dramatic moves uh, across the markets in the region intertwined with COVID lockdown and Chinese regulatory scrutiny. And not to mention at the year end, we had uh, the property drama that, that started with Evergrande. Mm. So it's been definitely a very turbulent year in 2021. Looking out to 2022, we're actually looking for markets to, put, to still range bound, but we have a more positive view from a stock selection perspective. We're looking for bottom-up ideas that are appealing to the structural long, uh, long-term trends and that are very positive for Asia still. Yeah, Vicky, talking about long-term and structural, one of the big changes um, that's underway in China is the regulation crackdown and also what's happening in the property sector. What's your view on China right now? You've got a lot of things happening there, also including how there are homecoming listings in the pipeline. Right. So um, I think the market has always been very enthusiastic about uh, the IPOs and obviously we've got a whole wave of uh, US ADRs moving back uh, to the Hong Kong and sometimes mainland market. Um, I think overall we still have a very positive structural outlook for the Chinese market. We believe that as the China market has been driven by property over the past 20, 20 years, going forward, the growth of the economy is going to be driven by capital markets. All this mm. technology, healthcare, new listings are going to happen in the capital market and the and they have to depend on the capital market to facilitate the next growth uh, phase of the Chinese economy. So from that perspective, capital market is structurally very important for the Chinese economy and more important than it did the past 20 years. And that's why we have a very positive longer-term structural outlook. But in the near term, I think if you look at the indices, a lot of them are overcrowded with a lot of these Internet companies that are still, in our view, are quite overvalued with their um, uh, revenue and, and profit growth outlook have structurally changed mm. because obviously regulatory 
and uh, reasons for common prosperity. So from that perspective, on the index level, there are probably less opportunities but uh, we focus on the bottom-up stock selection again. Yeah, Vicky, you've been hearing in some quarters how China is becoming cheaper with what's going on right now. In terms of um, your targeting, is there any particular names or sectors you are shifting towards more in terms of exposure? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's harder to say in general. I think uh, what you have seen in the past three years in the Chinese market has been that the performance has been very narrow. So outperforming stocks have been these mega cap uh, stocks. We all know mm. who they are, and they have been doing really well. But I think going forward, we're going to see a widening spread of outperforming stocks. So we really need to go down to specific sectors and find those very exciting long-term uh, growth and um, um, low-expectation companies that are going to outperform and outdeliver. Okay, and if you look at how some of the trends are playing out in 2022, among them is inflation. That's led to rising costs and prices, especially in energy. How is that going to shape the outlook for stocks and earnings? Uh, that is definitely a very important factor for um, Asian stocks earnings in 2022. So that would definitely have an impact for a lot of companies in the supply chain. And we do still expect inflation to stay alleviated at mm. least uh, well into the first half of this year. So from that perspective, uh, we are looking for companies that have pricing power. And we're not only looking at companies that have pricing power in traditional commodities. We also really like a lot of technology commodity companies. So, for example, we still like memory. We still like a lot of these um, components that are going to go into this increasing application of artificial intelligence and autonomous driving and all these EVs that are coming up, they're all going to have to use a lot more technology commodities. And here we have uh, very good market structures, mm. very competitive companies and very, very consolidated supply situation where these companies would benefit from increase of prices. And Vicky, one of the big themes that's been you know, in the markets these days is ESG, and this is um, one of the focus um, points of your outlook for 2022. How do investors approach the sustainability space? How do they uncover what are the opportunities they should be getting into? Right, so Rebico is a long-term investor in sustainability, and we have, um, have a very well-developed framework to integrate ESG into our uh, stock investment cases. So every company is uh, being looked at under a microscope mm. uh, how they're doing on sustainability. But I think from a portfolio level, sustainability is a very important uh, thematic for Asian investors, and we're still very early um, in this whole awareness of how sustainability actually impacts our economy and our companies. So from that perspective, I would say we're focused on finding thematic companies in Asia that are going to exposed to the upside of the whole energy transition and whole shift of paradigms in Asia for sustainability. We're looking, we're going into multiple sectors, look across the supply chain hmm. to find the enablers that is going to bring, that is going to help bring Asia to a more sustainable future. So it's hard to say exactly which sector they are because we're finding these companies, you know, they say, uh, the companies that made the most money during the gold rush mm. are the companies that produce shovels. So we're looking for these shovels, and they're everywhere in different sectors. And they're still very small, and a lot of times they're still very undiscovered at this moment in the Asian market because 
a lot of investors have not really paid attention and not much research has been done. So these are really exciting investment opportunities. And we believe that investors should definitely start to pay a lot of attention to their portfolios for sustainability and definitely build a future-proof uh, investment strategy that has a very big sustainability component in it. Mm. Look for those shovels and indirect proxies to uncover those gems. We've been speaking with Vicky Chu. She is the portfolio manager for Asia Pacific Equities and Sustainable Asian Stars for Robico. Vicky, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.